I saw a blog post someone shared. The title was Love is Not Enough. And I thought, man, it's one of those titles that you know people think of, and then I think they write the post after because they know that title will get people to click on it and read it. And it was all about like how love isn't enough. You need loyalty and you need uh, patience and compassion. And I was like, that's dumb. Love encompasses a lot of things. And I think for us as, for those who would consider themselves to be followers of Jesus, followers of the way, I think we have to remember that, that love is not just enough. It is the call. It is wearisome. It is tiring. It takes energy. It takes uh, focus. It takes perseverance. Love is difficult. When, when the song rings out, all you need is love or all we need is love. I don't know what the Beatles had in mind. Is that Lennon? Is that the Beatles? I don't know what they had in mind when they wrote that song, but I agree with that. All we need is love, but we need the sort of love that says, I see what you've done and I'm going to love you anyway. This weekend, Stephen, my name's Stephen. I guess there's a lot to talk about. Since last week's episode, a lot has happened um, in the world. Um, Really horrible, uh, tragic events in Beirut, Paris, gosh, Minnesota. Uh, Of course, all uh, the plane that was brought down by a bomb some weeks ago over Egypt. Um, There's a lot of really terrible things happening, things that we hear about, things we don't hear about. People's lives are touched by tragedy every day. I want to actually talk first about something completely different from that, not to be dismissive of the reality of the world we live in, but because, um, as Stephen Colbert so eloquently mentioned on his show, uh, I think it was yesterday, the day before, uh, I think uh, we should look for ways to celebrate life and Etc. I think he said this is the best thing he said. Did you get up this morning and not try to kill someone? Then you're on the right side. <laughs> it's funny to hear it said that way, but he's right, isn't he? Like, anyway, we'll get to that in a second. But I want to talk about this. Uh, Adele's new song. <clears throat> you know Adele? Adkins, I believe her name is. Uh, new album, 25. Comes out, drops, as the kids say, drops Friday, I think. Uh, first single, Hello. It's already broken every record anybody's ever held. I think in track and field too, not just in record sales. I think it's, it literally has broken every record any human has ever set. And then the next single, When We Were Young, I think it's called. Not to be confused with the Killers release, When You Were Young, off the album Sam's Town. A great song, but frankly, if we're just being really honest, not Adele. Uh, Adele's When We Were Young, I think released yesterday, day before yesterday, uh, dropped, right? The video did. And it's un. Believable. I don't know. I'll have to see what my producer can do. I don't know if we can include a clip from the song in the actual broadcast. That's I, it's probably not a lot. It's probably wildly illegal. But that just reminds me of when we were great song, isn't it? Holy Moses. Music is so powerful. 
um, there's something so... Well, music can be so uplifting. It can be... Um, it can also be uh, depressing, right? Morrissey, Smiths, whatever. Um, but it can be so uplifting, so emotional, so sort of visceral. Um, for me personally, and this is a whole another sort of rabbit trail for me. I don't think of music as being sacred or profane. I think all good music in some way, um, whether we realize it or not, makes us think about the source of all good things, right? I think, I think good creations make us think about the notion of a creator or things being created, which I think is a good, I think is a good thing. And I think that ultimately, um, art, music, um, poems, books, stories, I think all these things that we create, uh, things that are created and done well, I think they remind us that, um, I think they kind of connect with a piece of us that, that knows on some level that we're, we're created to. That's just my own opinion. That's probably really kind of hokey and crazy and kooky and all that stuff. That's just how I feel. So thank you, Adele, <clears throat> for sharing your gifts with the world. I think that's the responsibility people with all of us will have with our gifts and that we share them with the world, whatever your gifts may be. So that's that. As is always the case in 2015, uh, there has been more said about the attacks in Paris than I think anybody really needs to hear. I don't think that I have anything of real value to add. There have been folks who have um, done a really fine job of sort of memorializing and remembering those who lost their lives. And there have been others who've, I think, done a really nice job of talking about how best to respond to that sort of hatred and violence. I, I think there have been those who have, as only they can do, shown what it is to be a jackass in 2015 with the comments they've made about uh, refugees, etc. So I, I don't know if I have um, a whole lot to add. When, when these things happen, for me personally, my first thought is, uh, you know, and I think I've talked about this before, my first thought is, man, I wish uh, I, I want to be the, the guy who writes the thing that everybody shares and kind of tells all the idiots to go back into their hole or um, back to their Ted Cruz rally or <laughs> whatever it might be. Uh-oh, zinger. Not really. Um, or I want to be the, the guy who does the, the, the podcast that changes the tide and turns, you know, turns the tide and it shows the world that we're not all like that and not all Christ followers are... Um, unthinking, unfeeling, uh, hard-hearted, Obamacare repealing, uh, Second Amendment defending uh, blowhards. <clears throat> but then I think, what's the point, right? Because I'm not those things I just said, but I'm something, right? I'm, I'm an idiot a lot of the time, and I'm my own sort of blowhard, and um, we're all just sort of in this mess together. Remember all the stuff I talked about with brokenness, right? We're all just in this mess together. And I, what I wish more than anything else is that for people of faith in particular, I'm talking particularly to folks who, I think this is a word people use nowadays, particularly in Christian circles and Christian publishing circles. I think tribe is a big word, which it feels kind of weird, right? But people, so I, I would say people in my family, my faith tradition, my people who call themselves Christians or believers or followers of Christ or whatever, however you would say it. I wish that we could remember what we used to be, what we believe we used to be. And I, I wish we could remember how, how, how the Bible describes the way Jesus 
the condition we were in when Jesus found us, to use that language, and I know this is really sort of churchy language, but if you're part of my family, if you're part of this particular worldview, I think it'll ring true, right? If we can remember the condition we were in when Jesus found us, if we go back to that moment or those moments or even, you know, I, for me, I think in some ways we have those moments every day, right? So we would, I, th- I think we would, we would say that, you know, uh, well, we were dead in our trespasses, right? Well, we were dead in our sin. Jesus found us and uh, did something for us when we could do nothing for ourselves, right? No matter what stripe of Christian you are, whether you're Lutheran or Pentecostal or Methodist or Baptist or uh, non-denominational or, or Catholic or Eastern Orthodox, I think all Christians can agree that spiritually speaking, physically speaking, emotionally speaking, Jesus has acted on our behalf before we could do anything to earn him doing that for us, right? That was a really cumbersome way of saying that when we didn't deserve it, when we couldn't have earned it, when we were helpless and hopeless and weak, Jesus did something on our behalf. How would we speak? How would we behave? How would we treat all the people around us, whether you begin with people in your family, to your coworkers, to the people with whom you disagree, all the way all the way out to Syrian refugees? How would it change the way we behave if we kept front of mind the fact that when we were not only no good, but just completely helpless. Jesus showed us kindness. I know it's painfully obvious, right? I'm sure there's a thousand and one blog posts being written tonight about the fact that we are refugees, right? I'm sure that connection's been made. So yes, it's what I would say, but I know it's not. I, you don't need to hear it from me. Just, But that's how I feel. That's what I wonder. That's what, I, that's what I want to remember, that that I, as the song says, was lost, but now I'm found. Whatever loss means to you, however you view the atonement and the crucifixion and all those theological intricacies around why Jesus died and how he died, whatever lost looks like. I still get lost now, right? That's the thing. We are so quick to forget not just the place from whence we came, but the the things we have in common with all the people we hate even now, right? All the people that we remember, it's, it's the whole conversation about us and them, right? So the whole point of what I was saying in that episode was that Jesus would be with them. The thing that I think is important to remember and I, I'm thinking about now is, Anytime you do us versus them, in some ways we can we are the them, right? You might say, "Well, I would never if I would never do this thing," or "I'm not like uh, I'm not like a terrorist," right? I would never uh, try to use fear to get someone to think the way that I think. Well, that's just a lie. It may be true that for the vast majority of us on this earth, we would not actually attempt to take someone else's life because of the way that they thought. But we can all, I think, relate to the anger that comes from 
wanting to make somebody else think the way that you think. Am I saying then that we're all terrorists? No. But am I saying that that thing that lies at the heart of that enmity, that animosity, that desire to do ill to others, can we all relate to that seedbed of action and motivation and motive? I think we can. So what does that mean? Does that mean that we then take a soft view on terrorism or we excuse it or we ignore it? No. It means that we do the due diligence of fighting to not become a monster, to defeat a monster. It means that we don't automatically begin to treat people who are from a particular part of the world like they are the folks who did these horrible things in Paris and brought that plane down. I don't know. I don't have any answers. Man, it's just such a mess. But I think if we take Jesus seriously, if we take Jesus seriously, there's no room for us to begin to think that we are better than anybody. And there's no room to think that we have somehow received something we actually deserved. We have received goodness from God that we never, ever, ever deserved. We could never do anything to deserve. We have been shown mercy. And so when we have a chance to then show mercy to others, I think we should do it. But what do I know? I mean, not much. The older I get, the less I know. That is the absolute truth. I saw a blog post someone shared. The title was Love is Not Enough. And I thought, man, it's one of those titles that you know people think of, and then I think they write the post after because they know that title will get people to click on it and read it. And it was all about like how love isn't enough. You need loyalty, and you need uh, patience and compassion. And I was like, that's dumb. Love encompasses a lot of things. And I think for us as, for those who would consider themselves to be followers of Jesus, followers of the way, I think we have to remember that, that love is not just enough. It is the call. It is wearisome. It is tiring. It takes energy. It takes uh, focus. It takes perseverance. Love is difficult. When, when the song rings out, all you need is love or all we need is love. I don't know what the Beatles had in mind. Is that Lennon? Is that the Beatles? I don't know what they had in mind when they wrote that song, but I agree with that. All we need is love, but we need the sort of love that says, I see what you've done, and I'm going to love you anyway. Like, that's not easy. That's not trite. That's not flippant. That's hard. That's hard as hell. That's love. Love says, I know what you think, and I hate what you think, but I refuse to hate you. Love says, I know what you've done, and I've heard what you've said, and I've seen where you've been, and I insist on loving you still. Man, that is not easy. That's the hardest thing in the world to do. So, whew, got real in here for a second. 
So tonight, wherever you are, whatever you're doing, it is my prayer for you that love, true, true love, true love would invade the space you're in and be real to you, even in this moment. Whatever you've done, whatever you said, wherever you've been, whatever you've seen, it is my prayer that love would fill the room, would fill your heart and do the work that only it can do in your life. Yeah, check us out on the web, stephenjmcclure.com. I don't know if email on the website is working, if you're emailing. Uh, I think there might be an issue. You can always tweet me, at sjmcclure. Um, there's uh, social media buttons on the page, stephenjmcclure.com. I'd love to come speak to your group if you'll have me. If not, that's fine. Uh, go listen to that Adele song. Man, give someone a hug. All we need is love, right? Until we're together again, be kind, be well, be loving. Bye. Everybody loves the things you do From the way you talk To the way you move Everybody hears watching you cause you feel like home you're like a dream come true but if by chance you're here alone can I have a moment before I go cause I've been by